My name is Ronika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. Josie is an author, international speaker, holistic wellness specialist, coach, dance director, and an award-winning leading female cybersecurity executive. As a pioneer in the field of cybersecurity and one of just a handful of leading female CISOs in the world, she is truly passionate about empowering women to face their fears, build confidence in themselves, and shatter the glass ceiling. With a lifelong commitment to empowering people to take charge of their health, wellness, career, and their life as a whole, Josie founded the Power of Healing 360 Holistic Wellness Practice. In this episode, she will share how she helps her clients with an epiphany call towards a more holistic and fulfilling healthy life through alternative methods such as dancing to essentially have it all. Hi, Josie. Welcome. Thank you so much Thank for being a guest on my show. How are you? Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I am so thrilled to be here today. Well, I hope I gave you justice as far as introducing you because you are a remarkable woman, and I'm so excited to have you on my show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, and hopefully this will be an inspiration for, for everyone else out there. Oh, I know. I already know it is. You are an inspiration to me. As I was doing research for your episode, I just really thought, wow, this is a remarkable. And I just was like, I can't wait to interview her. All right. So you speak about people living a more holistic life. What does that look like? So I really believe that everything happens for you for a reason. And I know that sounds pretty woo-woo and out there sometimes, especially if you're not going through uh, or if you're going through a rough patch, and I sure have a slew of rough patches in my own life, but when I look back in hindsight and start connecting the dots, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for the rough patches and if it weren't for all the situations that we sometimes feel like it's just negative things happening to us instead of for us. And it's really not running away from them. Um, so I teach uh, people how to use the power of chaos to actually become a catalyst for their growth and elevating themselves in a holistic way and not running away from it. That's awesome. So you have a unique story that led you to explore living a more holistic life. Can you please share that with my listeners? 
Sure. So about three and a half years ago, I had my third baby and what I thought was going to be the, the best time of my life. This is, you know, all my dreams coming true where I've always wanted three kids and I had a great job. I had two dogs. I was living in a, a beautiful area in Virginia and this is all just part of my dream. And yes, the baby was born and everything was fine with the baby. But unfortunately, no one could have predicted that I would, would be given six weeks to live because of a negligent OB who made a ton of mistakes doing my C-section. Now granted that it was my third C-section and I really thought I had it all under control and I had it all planned out, you know, what I was going to do and when I was going to go back to work and how I was going to, you know, get recovered even faster this time. I think it was just a test to, uh, from the universe. You can never really have control over everything. So basically, long story short, I ended up with a, about a 15-inch incision, multiple hernias. My, my abdominal layers weren't patched well together. I had abdominal muscle separation. So long story short, I could not, um, I was basically in excruciating pain from, uh, literally from the neck down and bedridden for almost a year. Um, and within that year, I was given at, at the fifth month mark when we finally caught up with the OB um, because she's been, she was uh, missing in action for a while there. <laughs> um, I was told by multiple surgeons that, um, you know, unless I got a slew of uh, mul uh, additional surgeries, that um, this was going to be a life-threatening situation and I have about six weeks. And really, at that time, all I knew was that my body was just not in, in any sort of state for any, anything at that point, let alone surgeries. Wow, I really hate to hear that happen to you. So once that happened, what was the next step that you took? So I kind of made a decision for myself, and something told me that there has to be another way. So I started looking for holistic, natural modalities and techniques out there. And within six weeks, I actually was able to get past the life and death mark, which then set me on a journey to completely heal myself, which took about two and a half years or so. So it was not a piece of cake or, you know, didn't happen overnight, but it was honestly the best thing that could have ever happened to me. I just met so many wonderful people, practitioners, even functional natural doctors, and everyone came together that had this huge support system and just the integration of all of these modalities. Two and a half years later, I was 100% better and not just 100%. I was probably in much better shape mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually than I've ever been in my life. And so I couldn't stop there. Like I had to bring this to the rest of the world and especially being in cyber and technology. This sounds so far-fetched um, in that world, but I knew they're the ones that really need it the most because, you know, being in technology and cyber, you're just really mental health and mindset is, is everything. And there's just so much stress and pressure in leadership uh, positions and, and that kind of role. Um, so I actually started learning, getting really trained on a lot of these modalities myself. Um, I actually came up with uh, my own uh, way of doing things. So I formed a, a program, truly a transformational program. And what I really focused on was bringing these modalities to the workplace setting in an easily digestible way. You know, I can't imagine going to a, a chief uh, technology officer and say, hey, you want to try some energy healing? <laughs> uh, um, 
you know, probably wouldn't go too far. So what exactly is uh, the life balance? How do people strive for that? For what I believe is that you bring the whole person to work. So, and you bring the whole person to, to your home and to the rest of your life. There really isn't such a thing as leave your home life at home and leave your work life at work. It's all part of you. It's impossible for you to just leave parts of you in different places. Like you're, you're one person. That's what you can do is focus on you as an entire being. And that's where the, the mental state really comes into perspective. So if, you know, let's just say there's something troubling you at home. Maybe you have a child that, that's sick or maybe, you know, your finances aren't as stable as you'd like. That is still a part of you that's not going to go away when you actually take yourself to work. And likewise, if you have something going on at work, maybe there's an incident or maybe your boss said something to you or maybe there's a difficult employee and you have to deal with all of the stress at work, again, it's not going to go away just because you go back home and you have to now deal with your family. So when we try to push things away or push things down, that's when we actually build up more resistance to it, and then at some point it's going to catch up with you. So all of these suppressed feelings and suppressed emotions that we keep trying to push downward in ourselves, at some point, you know, there's still emotions and feelings that are within you. They they get stored in your cells, in your tissues, in your body. And then if you don't take the time to actually process them and release them, then that's what leads to the physical ailments. Oh, I know. I can agree with that because even just speaking about myself, which actually leads me to the next question with so many responsibilities that you have and you're trying to balance work, you're trying to balance home and, you know, even your own personal self-care. So it does feel like sometimes your body is shutting down. And so that, that's why I want to talk about, I hear working parents, even just such as myself, they talk about mommy guilt and, I mean, even some dads are starting to talk about, you know, dad guilt. You feel guilty because you know you're having to work and fulfill your duties as a as a working professional, but then at the same time you feel guilty uh, at home and especially now recently when the pandemic happened and people had to make that shift and transition to work from home and parent their children and, and be the t- a teacher all at the same time. In a regular world without the pandemic, how can managers – in your opinion, be more supportive of parents in the workplace? Sure. So, you know, they, they always say it takes one to know one, and I've, I've experienced that myself, like where if you're working for someone, a supervisor or a boss that is not a parent themselves, it might be hard for them to understand the requirements that um, a, you know, parents face. But that being said, there's one thing that leadership sometimes tends to lack in that they're always looking for what's best for the organization. That can be taken different ways, but as an employee, um, so I'm a, you know, uh, a manager, leader myself, and an employee, most people are, right? You're always working for someone, and you might have people working for you as well. And what I always look for is, well, what's best for the organization does not necessarily mean that the person just has to think about work all the time. 
So I truly value the you know employee engagement activities, um, making sure the employees that work for you feel that they're being heard, they're being valued, their happiness is given a voice, um, and that they do have a voice in, in everything. They're not just being told what to do. Feel afraid to like truly say because you don't know like are they asking me because they really want to know <laughs> or um, or should I just say fine you know whatever because they're just asking just to make conversation and I should keep it moving yeah that's a great question so that really depends on how much rapport have you built up with your staff and a lot of leaders or managers feel like their employees should prove to them, but they don't feel like they have to prove anything to their employees. And I'm not saying they have to prove themselves to their employees, but they do have to build up trust in their staff the same way that they expect their staff to want to have their staff build up their own trust for you to trust them. So I am very candid. Like I would love to get their feedback on, you know, even how I'm doing as a leader. So I've, I've been known to send out surveys to my teams I'm like, hey, how do you think I'm doing as your leader? Because, you know, I need to be able to walk my own my own talk and just me personally. So I'm not going to tell you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Um, and if I'm asking you something, you know, um, that's because I do care. But I feel like I don't have to actually um, prove anything because I've already shown them that, um, you know, I care about them as a whole being, not just about the work that they do. You know, I'm not just going to keep focusing on the work because the work will come if they're truly happy and excited to be there. No, that makes sense. So you say you can use your life chaos to become your superpower, is I believe. So, like, how, how does that work? How do you use kids? Because I know for me sometimes, Chaos can actually, you know, propel me, but, like, I guess I hadn't really thought about how or what specifically am I doing for that because I do know that I would like to minimize <laughs> the amount of chaos that I may have in my life. So how, how do you use it as your superpower? Sure. So <laughs> you actually don't want to get rid of the chaos. Um, but let me, let me caveat that with there are different types of chaos. So when I was going through my healing journey, then what I noticed was like the, the, the more often I try to push things away or try to get rid of it or ignore it or push it off, then the more of it will basically come back to me, you know, just hairier, scarier, and nastier. <laughs> um, and so what I started doing was um, really started identifying different types of chaos. So I call them the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, just to keep it simple. The ugly is what I look at as tsunami chaos. So if you look, if you think of a tsunami, you know, there's always a trigger. Something would have happened in the ocean or there's an earthquake or something. And then it causes the ocean to act a little weird at first. And then it's going to come like roaring through and, you know, kind of, kind of crushing everything along its way. The same thing happens to us as human beings. So there's always a trigger. Um, and the trigger is usually um, hitting something within you that you haven't resolved yet. So somebody says something, calls you a name, or says, you know, uh, something that makes you feel uh, a negative emotion. The reason why you feel that negative emotion is because there's something within you that's unprocessed, unresolved, that you've been, you know, that you kind of, you know, push down there. 
now that triggers hitting a core, something to your core, and then you start acting a little weird, you know, maybe you can't tell that person back because maybe it's your boss and you don't feel comfortable and, you know, saying how you really feel. So now you're pushing it even further down or you're starting to act a little weird um, to others. Now, the second person that comes right in front of you, let's say your, your son or your daughter or your husband, and they say something, or maybe they don't even say anything, maybe just, they just come in front of you, you just come like roaring, you know, against them, uh, kind of using everything that had happened before, which really, they're just innocent bystanders in this. And so that's what I call the tsunami chaos. Um, the, the good thing is these, it sounds like a really hard thing to heal or to um, get rid of, um, but the, the, the good thing is there's a lot of supportive techniques and modalities out there to, to really help you with this. So, you know, the, it's not that all is lost. Um, and it's not that you have to do 45-minute meditations or go become a monk or anything like that either. There are tons and tons of tools and techniques for this type of chaos, which is a good part. Um, now, there's the bad chaos. And the bad chaos, I, I, to me, it's equivalent to riptides. So if you think of a riptide, this is kind of like the invisible um, forces. You know, you can't really see a riptide, but once you're caught in it, then it's either going to pull you down or it's going to push you farther away. So the same thing happens um, in our life as well. And, you know, just to make this really quick, so let's just say use feng shui as an example. Um, you know, if you are seeking a soulmate or, you know, a partner, and in your bedroom you have a picture of a lonely desert with a lonely tree on it, and you think it's like a beautiful picture. Yeah, the picture can be beautiful, but the energy that it's bringing to you is one of loneliness. So it's actually invisibly, um, invisible to you, the energy of the picture is actually attracting loneliness to you. But you might not know that unless you actually, um, you know, have been told that by uh, someone. So that's what's called the bad chaos. Now, the good thing about the bad <laughs> chaos is that um, once you have someone that can point these things out for you, so again, we, all of this is covered in the programs that I teach, um, it's, it's, it's simple fixes, right? So just like that picture, okay, take the picture down, and instead of that picture, put a picture of, like, two lovebirds sitting on a tree or a couple sitting on the ocean, you know, something like that. And that immediately the energy of that picture is going to attract that kind of energy to you. So it's just simple. It's, it's a simple fix once you know what's affecting you, but it's just a question of knowing what's affecting you to begin with. Um, now yeah. the good chaos. <laughs> um, there is good chaos, believe it or not. Um, this is the type that you actually want to invite to yourself. Um, this is a chaos where, you know, I call it the surfer board chaos. So when, when, you, ha when you see a surfer, they're surfing along the waves, they're really excited, they're, they have their adrenaline pumping, um, they feel like you're, you're top of the world, but, and, and you can see the shore, you know you're going in the right direction, um, and, and you're doing what you love, but there's always a sense of fear or anxiousness even inside a surfer because you really don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you'll be pulled under by the wave. Maybe there's a shark somewhere. Maybe you'll flip over and, you know, uh, not be able to get up in time. So you, you, you never really know 100% what's going to happen, but you, you feel like, you know, this is the way to go. And 
how does that relate to life or as a human? So this is a type like where if you, you know, you have that dream and it seems a little scary at first, maybe you even feel a little unworthy sometimes, but if you just go after that dream and you get those opportunities that seem just a little outside of your comfort zone, you know, you have your little bubble that you live in and then this, this opportunity feels like, oh, like I'm really, I've never done that before. I don't know if I can do it. And, and you start getting that nervous feeling or you get a little bit of anxiousness or fear. But you know it's like the right thing to do. This will be a great opportunity. And, you know, you got to allow that chaos to come in and then push past that comfort zone and push past that panic point. And then once that happens, you're in like this whole new world of, of opportunities. Wow. Now, EFT tapping. <laughs> what does EFT stand for? And, and I mean, of course, how do you use that to help people with work-life balance? Um, sure. So EFT is um, emotional freedom technique. So it's just otherwise called a tapping technique. And this is the type of technique that will really help you with the, the ugly chaos. So these are, you know, the way to describe it is there's uh, millions of meridian lines that are running all over your body. Um, and they actually uh, culminate at specific points on your body, too, which is called the meridian points. Now, if you go to an acupuncturist or acupressure um, therapist, then they're either going to poke needles in those points or they're going to press really hard in those points. Um, the great thing about EFT is you don't technically have to go anywhere. You can actually do this from home, anywhere you are, anytime, and you can do it by yourself. So you just tap on those specific points. Like one point um, is a karate chop point, which is the common one, which is basically on the side of your palm, uh, side of your hand, like right underneath the pinky, about halfway in the middle between your wrist and your, your pinky. And you just take two fingers from the other hand. really doesn't matter which hand you use for what. Um, so use two fingers from the other hand, and then you just tap on that middle point, um, the karate chop point. And just by tapping there um, for a few minutes, you'll start noticing that your energy is starting to shift and it's starting to circulate better, and you start releasing all of the blocks that you might have been storing in those meridian points. And of course, as, as with anything, the more often you do this, then the faster you can release the negative and bring in the positive. And little by little, you'll have very, very little negative left and you'll have mostly, you know, positive. So, you know, at first it's going to take a little bit longer. Once you get used to it, you know, it gets faster. And then pretty soon you can actually, you'll just start tapping as soon as you, as soon as you can sense that trigger. Because you don't want to wait for the tsunami effect, right? So now you'll actually start recognizing that trigger as soon as it comes, and then you can use EFT tapping and other um, techniques to kind of release the trigger sooner than later so it doesn't turn into a tsunami. Wow, man. You know, Dusty, <laughs> you have so information, and I have really enjoyed this, this conversation, you sharing your knowledge with my listeners. I have one last question for you, and it kind of doesn't really have anything to do with what we've been talking about. And so my question sure. to you is, if money wasn't a factor, what would your dream vacation be? My dream vacation would be going to the Maldives and eating at one of those underwater restaurants that I've seen in some magazines and I've always it's been on my bucket list since then. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I look into that as well because uh, I love the beach, I love the water. So that sounds really interesting. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you 
Uh, can you take the time to let everyone know how they can seek out your services to help them with healthy work-life balance as well? Sure, yeah, it's just, it's just my website, www.jothidugar.com. This is J-O-T-H-I-D-U-G-A-R.com, um, and there will be a button there to book uh, an epiphany call. Um, so during the call itself, we'll, we'll be able to go deep and find out what is blocking you, um, and we can go over different programs that I offer at the individual level, also at the at the corporate level. Um, and I can I can guarantee that you will get an epiphany just by the call itself. <laughs> awesome. Any last words of encouragement for the listener as they start sure. more? Yeah, you know, just uh, you know, don't be afraid of that chaos. Chaos is your best friend. It's going to follow you around. So you know, it, and it loves you. So you might as well love it back. Well, Josie, I wish you nothing but blessings and abundance to you and your family. And, and I thank you so much for being a guest on my show again. Please take care. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of my podcast. I know it can be difficult to have a healthy work-life balance, but as long as you participate in self-care and you just recognize how to not fill up your plate, then you will achieve all of your goals and desires. My name is Ronika Jacobs. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Strive for More Podcast Show, or find me on LinkedIn. Search Ronika Jacobs and hit connect. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode.